Take your Bibles now. Please turn to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24, I'm going to bring a message to you from the Bible. And I call this the best place to live. The best place to live. We're in Genesis chapter 25. It's a, it's a well called Lahalari. Lahalari actually is the true uh, pronunciation. But let's look at this in Genesis 24. We're going to be reading verses 62 through 67. Shall we stand together and read the Bible together? Let's read this responsively. I'll read the first verse. You join in with me on the next verse, and uh, we'll alternate. Genesis 24, uh, 24, verse 62. And Isaac came from the way of the well, Lahalari, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. And let's pray. Father, I pray that thou bless the reading of thy word and then the message to come to thy people. Please give us what we need at this particular time. Uh, for the glory of God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, I call it best places to live. You know, if you were to look on, think about the earth and consider what are the best places to live on this earth, what would they be? Hawaii. Usually, Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. If you can pay the bills, I guess, sir. But you're right. Hawaii. You know, they, they always think about the beauty of the place, low crime, good jobs, uh, anything. The weather is a big part of these things. But So we're going to look at this today, this well that Isaac dwelt in. Isaac uh, is receiving his bride, Rebecca. You know, you talk about, this is one of those... Uh, she, they didn't know who, what they were getting. They were trusting the Lord on that one. I think he was pleased with what he saw. When she lighted off the candle. Isn't that interesting how the Bible words that? She lit off the camel or lighted off the candle. The camel. Yeah, Rebecca was a smoker. She lit the camel. Yeah. She, we're working on that. We're working on that. But, uh, you know, Rebecca is a type of the church. The bride of Christ, because Isaac is the promised seed, and so she is going to become his bride. Sarah, who is his father, or excuse me, his mother, she pictures Israel. She's a type of Israel. Rebecca is a type of the church. And so what we find is when he takes her into the tent, he takes her into the tent of his mother, what we find is the church taking place uh, preeminence for the 2,000 years because God has uh, 
led Israel, he's actually concluded them all in unbelief, the Bible says. And so he's dealing with the church during this age. We know that the Israel will return in favor with the Lord very, very soon. Now, this well, Lahalari, it's thrice mentioned as a place of importance in the Bible. You know, and when you put these things together, you'll kind of see what I'm, I'm, uh, where I'm going with this. Okay, so number one, what happened at this place? Good morning. He got his wife. That's a big event. He received his wife at, at this well. Number two, Jacob, his son was born there, Jacob and Esau. He had his children at this well. That's a big event. These are, these are the momentous times of life. And then the big one, his father Abraham died at this well, the well of Lahelari. Now, uh, what we find there is sometimes these, these horrible events of life, but they're still monumental when you lose a loved one, a parent such as this. These are big days in people's lives, but notice where it happened. At this well, Lahelari. It's a good place to be, though. So let's talk about this today. I'm going to turn back to Genesis 16 and see the origin of the well for just a minute. Now, what happens is Hagar is a handmaid of his father Abraham. She came out of Egypt. Honestly, he should have never brought her from Egypt. And she caused him trouble. But she was a handmaid. She was ignorant of the true God. She was in the family of Abraham. She was his handmaid. And so she was a servant. Well, because Sarah was barren and not able to have children, Sarah said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfruitful. Let me find a way to have a child. And so she brought her handmaid, Hagar, to Abraham to have a child with, and Ishmael was born. This was not the will of God. This was presumption. This was done by the will of men, not the will of God, and it didn't work out. By the way, it's not working out today. To this day, the Arabic peoples came out of Ishmael, and the, and the Israel came out of Isaac, and there's been contention with them throughout the history of the world. We all know these things to be true. So with this uh, infertility of Sarah, you know, once the child was born, jealousy set in. Sarah knew that was not my child. And she knew Hagar was unworthy. And Hagar was not going to have the child of promise that God promised Abraham when he said, I, to thy seed I'll multiply you as the stars of heaven. She knew this. Well, she got, because she had a child, and Sarah didn't, with this rivalry, she started mocking her mistress and rebelling against her mistress. And so uh, Sarah said, we're, gonna, I'm not, we're not putting up with this. We will make her leave. And she actually told her husband, she told her husband, go have a child with this woman. Now she's telling her husband, get rid of this woman and her son. Cast out the bondmaid because she's causing me grief. So he hearkens to her, and all he gives her is a, a loaf of bread and a bottle of milk, and he, or water, and he sends her off into the desert. How amazing this is. And so it says, look what it says here in chapter 16. 
Uh, let's look at verse 7. So she goes out and runs from her daughter, or from her uh, mistress, Sarah. In verse 7 it says, The angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I will flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return unto thy mistress and submit thyself unto her hand. Just humble yourself. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it be, uh, shall not be multi, uh, multiplied or numbered by multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, thou shalt bear a son, and call his name Ishmael. And the Lord hath heard thy affliction. So she's going to go back. She goes back. Now this is interesting because look what she says in verse 13. She called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also looked here after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Beer Lahelari. How interesting. The beer always is the well. That means well in Hebrew. Beer. Isn't it funny how they took the word for water? And in the English language, turned it into beer. I had a guy, a man in uh, Castroville tell me last night, you can hardly find somebody here that this doesn't drink beer. They drink beer more than they drink water. That's what he said. Beer is technically the well of water. Biblically, the well of Lahalari. That's what it says. And so this, this interesting well, she says, thou seest me. You know what happened is it finally dawned on her. There is a God. He sees me. He's watching me. He knows me. He's the one that's been providing and directing me. I didn't see it. I didn't know it. Up until this time, I had no idea. This is Abraham's God. I didn't know Abraham's God would be for me. But then she asked herself, have I looked for him like he's looked for me? You know, it's interesting. It says, the Lord seeth me. Do I see him? Do I look for him? As he has seen me. Do I consider God in my life. And how I ought to be toward him. That's basically what she's saying. Where's my responsibility in this. Have I considered how great a God he is. Have I thanked him for all of his work toward me. Have I kept my awareness of his presence in my life. Have I considered that I have an obligation to God. Have I done my part in this relationship. He sees me. He showed me the well. Do I see him? Do I try to fulfill the things that God wants? You know, God wants things from us. Do I do that? We know God does for us. Do I seek to please him? Hagar got an eye-opening that day. Talk about an eye-opening experience. God actually sees me. God actually knows me. God actually cares about me. God actually is intervening in my life and showed me this well so that I can drink from. And she's the one that named it Lahelari. She named the well this. The one that liveth and seeth me. She knew it. Everyone should find this well at some point in their life. Everybody. You know, I need to find this. I don't care if you're a teenager, a child, it doesn't matter if you're an adult, if you're an older adult, you need to find this well at some point in your life and realize, yes, God sees me. 
I'm an individual. The Lord sees me, not us, not y'all, not them, me. So you go back to chapter 25 of, uh, of, of Genesis. Chapter 25 and then in verse 11, it says, It came to pass after the death of Abraham. There it is. He lost his daddy. That was a big moment. That was, a, that was one of those life-changing moments. The great patriarch Abraham has died. It says that God blessed his son and Isaac dwelt by the well, Lahalari. He lost his father. He lived there, though. You see what it's saying? He lived at the well, Lahalari. This is the place he chose. He could have lived in many different wells. Actually, some of them might have been better water. We don't know, but think about it. There was a well called Esek, which is the well of contention. They're fighting over who gets to drink out of it, him and the Philistines. There was a well called Sitna, which means the well of hatred because the Philistine peoples hated the people of God. Rehoboth, you might have heard that well. The well of enlargement, where he says, I can find me a place in this world. And then the famous well of Beersheba, the well of the oath, where a lot of things in the Bible took place. But you know what? It doesn't say Isaac, he could have dwelt at any of those wells. He chose to dwell in the well of Lahelarai, where the Bible said, this is where God sees me. This is where I'm supposed to see God. It's very significant. So let me give you a couple of truths about this well of Lahelarai. Uh, many people visit it periodically. They go there, they don't stay there. They go by there, you know, they, uh, every once in a while they'll remember it. You know, the Lord does see me. How, how often do you have that uh, reality come into your mind? The Lord sees me. Amen. Amen. The Lord watches me. The Lord's wanting to speak to me. The Lord is wanting me to do some things. You know, the Lord is wanting to be strong in my life. That's what God wants. Most people will just visit it every once in a while and come to this reality. You know, Hagar, she had a one-time awakening where she saw this. She obeyed. She went back to Sarah. But you know what? We never heard in the Bible of her ever going back to this well. She never returned back. But Isaac, he found it. He said, this is the well I'm staying by. For the rest of my life. You know, sometimes people might sing, uh, they swing by as they're living and pay God a visit. And think about, ah, it's, it's Christmas. Let's think about God a little more than we normally would. And then other times they'll do it Easter. Let's think about the Lord. When there's a death of a loved one, you think about things. that come, the, the reality of mortality becomes very strong in your life. And Christianity just becomes moments of greatness, moments of things, and it's an awareness instead of a lifestyle. So that's number one. Many people only visit it periodically. But number two, the well of Lahelarai helps keep a perspective of life right. Didn't she? She said, "The Lord sees me." Now go back to chapter sixteen. This is interesting. Go back to chapter sixteen. And look what she says right here in verse 7. The angel of the Lord found her by the well of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. This fountain of water. 
And she's going to name it this well, Lahelari. And he said to Hagar, Sarai's maid, Whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? She said, I flee from the face of my mistress. You know, it's interesting. She's just running. She doesn't have anywhere to go. She doesn't have a place she's trying to find. She's running. She's just out there fleeing. What we find is, you know, he asked, he asked her two great questions. Hagar, where are you coming from? Where'd you come from? Number two, where are you going? You know what? Lahelari will help you answer these things. If you stay at this well, where the Lord seeth me, because he liveth, always liveth, never slumbers nor sleeps, you can answer these questions all the time. Where I've been, where I'm going. There's clarity there. Where, you know, a lot of times we'll say, hey, how did I get here where I'm at right now? We could ask ourselves that even today. Where did I get, how did I get right here right now? How did that happen? You know, if you think about that, and you put God in it, and you see where God's been working, you say, the Lord's done some things here. This isn't circumstance, happenstance, coincidence, or just life, my fate in life. No, God's working. God's doing something here. Examine your life and consider. My choices, then it helps you realize what are my priorities, and then also my awareness of God. I'm where I am right now. How did I do that and why? You know, he's asking her, Sarah, how'd you get here? You made your mistress upset. You did some things you should not have done. And God's having mercy. And he's telling her to go back and make it right. So not only does it give you clarity of where you've been, but it also helps you understand and give you a vision for the future. Where am I going? Where am I going? Where does my future actually look like? You know, we don't know. We can't see the future. But if you dwell at the well, where he liveth and seeth me, it brings clarity that you know I'm going to go the right direction from here out. I'm going to make the right decision because who told her where to go? God did. God told her to go home and she obeyed. She quit run, running. She stopped roaming. She went back home where she belonged. So people decide to continue sometimes headstrong and not dwelling at the well. Jacob saw God. He saw him at, the, at Bethel, and he saw this ladder going to heaven, actually descending from heaven down to him, and, he, and we call it Jacob's ladder. You know, the fact that he saw that, God had never spoken to him before. God came and spoke to him. He had the realization, hey, my grandfather's God and my dad's God, he's my God. He's talking to me. It changed his life. He spoke of his future. This is, he said, this is what I will do with my future. Now that I know there's a God that seeth me, I, my future's going to change. My future's going to brighten. My future will get better. It's vital to stop sometimes and just consider these two questions. That's what the well of uh, Lahelari will do. Where you been? Where you going? All right, number three. Those that dwell at the well of Lahelari will prosper in God's will. This is the good thing. You stay at this well, you will prosper. If you want to look at it, chapter 25, this is speaking of Isaac. Because he stayed at the well, 
It's pretty amazing what God did for him. It says in verse 11, It came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. He got blessed. Did you know on a drought year he produced a hundredfold in, in a bad year? What's he going to produce in a, in a good year? You know, but you know why? You realize for a, good, a Christian who tries hard to live for the Lord, and you know what I mean, even a bad year, God does a lot of things in your life. A lot of things that a lot of people never see. You know why? They're not living at the well of Lahelarai where the Lord liveth and seeth me. You know, this became Isaac's favorite place on earth. Dwelling in the presence of God himself. He took his wife there. He lost his father there. He birthed his sons there. This is where he's going to live. This is where he's going to live. You know, uh, and it doesn't matter, good, good or bad. Like I said, drought hit, horrible famine hit. He still prospered. He still produced. People were shocked. People were shocked. To where others are running off, he stayed put with God. He chose to dwell in the acknowledgement of God's presence. He sees me. I see him. He thinks of me. What did David say? Many are his thoughts towards us. So much that you couldn't even count it for multitude. The amazing God that we have. He cares for me. You know, we love these, these truths. We love these, these promises. He loves me. He cares for me. Do I love and care for him? As he does for me. Reciprocated back. He found him a place that worked, dwelling right where God is, where God can see him. It's a great state to, to live in, not just to visit periodically. Acknowledging and realizing and living under the very fact that God always sees. It's a great place to live. It's a scary place to live sometimes. It'll keep you from evil. It'll keep you from doing silly things. It'll keep your perspective right, and your future will be bright because you're dwelling in the right place. It all happens at the well. The well, what does the Bible call it? Water of the Word. Now, think about this. If you will stay at the well of the Holorite, all the big moments of life just mean more. If you're living at the well where God seeth me, you know your marriage and the day of your marriage is going to be very special. God's involved in it. God brought you that spouse. It's a special day. It's more special than if you just went off and found them at some other place. It's a wonderful place to live. If you're birthing your children, which is the greatest moments of people's lives, if you're at the well of Lahedari, it makes it so much special. God's involved in this. This is my, you know, God brought me these children. The whole experience came at the right place, which is at the well. Boy, I'm dwelling at the right place. Best place, better than Hawaii. Best place to live is at the old desert of the well of Lahedari. You lose your loved one like your your grandfather, your father, Abraham, the great one. It becomes so meaningful. 
when you're right with God, living at the well of Lahulari. The, the just the, you know, these are the things that all of us experience in life. These ought to be special. Now the world tries to make them special, but they're not at the well. They're not there. God's not. They're not living under the awareness. The Lord seeth me. The Lord's involved. The Lord's. He's directing. He's intervening. He's working. He's working on me, boy, and he's moving me forward so I can have a future for him that is bright and special. While others understood, maybe this every once in a while it hits their mind. Yeah, Isaac lived there. He dwelt at this great well. Now, if you're in chapter 25, look at verse 26. Here's where his children are born, right? If you look at verse 24, it says, When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red, all like a hairy garment. They called his name Esau, and after that his brother came out, and his hand took on hold on Esau's heel. His name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when this happened. Three score years old when she bare them. My. And then look at chapter 26, verse 13. And the man, this is Isaac, waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. You know why? He stayed at this blessed well of Lahulari. He continued to be blessed even in old age. All the way in the rest, to the end of his life, he prospered. He was, God was working. His, you know, he say, boy, all I have is the past to look at. No, the future's bright. The future's bright because I'm at the well. I'm at the well. My, all the things that God will give his people if they'll stay at the well. Why don't, we, why don't we sneak off and go to other places? Go back and dwell at the well of contention a while. Or the well of hatred. Those aren't good places. You're not dwelling, you know, if you're really, if you're bitter at someone and you're, and you're uh, irritable. And like, you know what? You got out of the well of Lohalari and you went over to the well of contention. It's not a good place. You're going to miss out on, and what happens if you're in this, one of these wells when you have your children it's not as special or if you get married might be not as special or the shock of your life comes and you lose the one you love the most to death if you're not in the well of Lahelari it's not going to be as great it's not, God's not going to be able to comfort you like he could if you stay put Isaac learned early from Abraham, get to the well and dwell in God's presence. Right there, you know, it's, it's an acknowledgement. Wake up every day. I try to do this. You know, I wake up, I'm looking into the darkness. As soon as I get my understanding, I start acknowledging God for the day. Before I move, I start acknowledging Him. I start telling Him how much I'm hurting. Yeah, how much my body aches. Hey, at least you're acknowledging God. Yeah, I'm attempting to get out of bed right now, Father. Please help me. And you move through life. You started the day right at the well. 
at the well. And then all the day long. Before you know it, you're accumulating, you're growing, you're expanding. You didn't know it. You think I'm, you're becoming great because you stayed at the well where you belonged, dwelling in the presence of God. 